As I got another rhyme, another rhythm for y'all to listen. I'm never quitting on my mission. I'ma roll with what I'm giving. Got some ambition, this new edition, filling positions. Looking at the void in myself and feeling what's missing. Better watch the way you're going. Better go in the right direction. In the moment, you stressing, but you're going to be counting blessings. And I know that for certain. Keep on working, open curtains. Haters swerving, because they ain't ready for your final version. Whoa. I'm never going to give up, give up. You're listening to the Tom Thicklin Show on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I was just chatting with my, before we went on air with, with my guests, and we're going to have a chance to chat publicly for, publicly for the next 45 or 50 minutes with Eli. Eli, do folks, uh, I, I like Eli, but do people still call you with your, your full uh First name has two more letters other than E-L-I. Do people still pronounce that as well sometimes? They they do usually. They call me Elihu. Uh, okay. my, my grandfather, who actually grew up in New Haven, um, he um, and went to what they now call Hill House High School. Uh, he was Eli, and I'm named for him, but but my name is is Elihu. So I'm, I'm, I really appreciate Elihu. You're lifting, lifting that up. <laughs> and, uh, Elihu Rubin is with us, Director of Undergraduate Studies in associate professor at, at Yale, the School of Architecture, uh, and he has a, a secondary appointment in American Studies. And I'm not sure if your third appointment, uh, Elihu, is with your with your family or, or with your friendship or with your, your synagogue, or I'm, not, I'm sure you have other appointments as well, but we'll just focus on your professional appointments <laughs> today. Uh, and we're going to talk about the armory. And, you know, Elihu, I lived, uh, I, I've lived here in, near the armory, literally, literally, uh, Less than less than a quarter mile, uh, maybe three four hundred yards from the armory, and uh, lived here on on Bellevue Road in Ward Twenty Eight in New Haven since nineteen eighty six. And I've, I drove I drove I would drive by the armory several times each day for twenty thirty or or more years, and never really gave it a second thought. Never gave it even a yeah. third or fourth thought, in spite of going to events there in the past. Uh, but as many of you may or may not know, we're going to talk about this really uh, significant community opportunity and, and edifice and real estate that uh, kind of can fit into New Haven's vision for the future. And but but so being involved, being a war alder here in War 28 more recently and connecting with you, it's just dawned on me how important that this 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 edifice is that I have mm. personally ignored, you know, just blank blanked out of my mind uh, for a, a number number of decades. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about breathing life into this this facility. What's involved there in terms of public partner partnership? Uh, LAU has been really involved with kind of organizing and synthesizing and bringing congregations together, uh, civic and social and political and religious congregations to, to, together uh, to kind of promote what does it mean to breathe life into the city to to sustain urbanism, to sustain life, liberty, and, and the pursuit of happiness. In, in whatever village or town or country you might live in, but we're talking specifically about New Haven, Connecticut in this regard. But yeah. but Elihu will explain also why this model in terms of re reviving cities and sustaining cities is not just unique to New Haven. Uh, I was I, I know that you're, you're also involved, Elihu, with the uh, uh, the undergraduates. What's your title there in terms of the undergraduates? Well, at Yale uh, College and through the School of Architecture, we have an urban studies major, which is a relatively new major, just up and running for about four or five years, you know, through the leadership of our, our dean and the support of, um, of, uh, of funders who believe that it was important. 
And uh, it's been a really successful, popular major. We have terrific students and a lot of them um, are engaged, want to be engaged in the, the larger community. These are very progressive, justice-oriented people. Um, I'm very proud to work with those students and I'm I'm the director of undergraduate studies. So I, I help guide that major. Tremendous. And so again, Elihu uh, uh, Rubin is with us. He's, he's, I guess, I guess you had to earn your, your, your BA. They, they, they weren't giving it away when you earned your, you, 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 you'd have the diploma. I mean, is, did it really happen? Were the standards I earned lower? my BA. I really went to all my classes. You know, you hear students who, some students don't like to go to classes. That never occurred to me to skip going to a class. I, uh, I, I went to all the classes. I, I got the degree and uh, I majored in ethics, politics, and economics. And those three strands have stayed with me uh ethics justice equity fairness in society opportunity um politics you know how we make decisions about the distribution of resources economics what drives the economy what fuels um the livelihoods of everyone around us but eventually i got hooked on the built environment on architecture hmm. on buildings hmm. as being the places where we make our lives where we go to work where we recreate and you know, dawning on me, you know, all of our surroundings, all of these buildings, they, they didn't come out of nowhere. Uh, there's a story behind every street, every city, every building. And um, and they're very interesting and important to unravel. They have different meanings to different people at different times across different scales and using architecture in the built environment to analyze um, how our society operates, what our values are and how power uh, operates in society. Every building represents the absence of a different building. Mm -hmm. So every building represents power at one scale or another. Indeed, and and you you uh, earned your your doctorate from University of California at Berkeley. So you, you, those 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 burning embers continue to kind of burn bright as as you didn't go to the coffee shops in Berkeley or smoke any other things. I'm not. <laughs> I, I oh, absolutely, big. Big coffee shop fan uh, for uh, for many years. In fact, I in college and after college, I worked at Willoughby's for many years, and those are some of my fondest memories: is getting up at five a.m. and bringing in those hot bagels into the store and getting the music going and making some espresso. So uh, I used to work at Willoughby's um, for uh, for a number of years back back in the day. So I'm absolutely co coffee shop society is is important to me. We're going to dig into the to the armory. Uh, and and the ramifications that you've kind of alluded to, but just before we do, uh, spending time on the West Coast, you were there for for your doctor for four years, for five years. Yeah, and just so about. I mean, and although you, as you mentioned, secured your undergrad uh, degree here in New Haven, but but coming back, I mean, that's a shift. With are you an, an East Coast person? I'm. Mean, when I say when I talk to anybody who's been on the West Coast, I want to come and join them. I get I lay, <laughs> lay, lay my cards on the table. I, I love the West Coast. I, I loved living in the Bay Area. It was very, very inspiring to me. But uh, I'm from Newton, Massachusetts, just contiguous to Boston. Um, and um, although my brother is in Los Angeles, um, a lot of my family is on on the East Coast. And, uh, you know, I've been a New Haven person now going on 25 years or so. Yes, so I have yeah. a lot of allegiance to this city. Excellent. So let's, let's jump in about, about the armory and and uh, I had a chance to see you most recently. The, the Connecticut there's a connection with the Connecticut Freedom Trail, but even beyond that happening, uh, 
a few one or two months ago. Uh, let, let's jump in about your 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 being in, your your enticement and your fascination with this this New Haven Armory. I mean, you you can't help but be fascinated with with this building because it is such a landmark. I mean, you mentioned Tom. I think it's interesting. You could it it, it hides in plain sight at times. Um, it's um, it, it's it, it's a very significant building, but I think in some sense it it somehow misses our attention, um, even though it frames Gough Street Park on on Gough Street and is a monumental structure built in 1930 by the state of Connecticut for the National Guard with some very special characteristics. Um, all armories, as a rule, have two main components. There's a huge drill hall, big open space with no columns, no obstructions, big space for um, literally to use for drilling and for um, practicing maneuvers and for uh, gathering and, and mustering um, large groups. And the drill hall is surrounded by administrative buildings, sometimes called the head house, big corridors, meeting rooms, and all variety of offices, locker rooms, uh, rooms for socializing. But these buildings, even though they were built in, in ours in 1930 for the National Guard, Almost all of them were also intended to serve civic public purposes. And from the beginning, the armory was used for large social public gatherings, whether they were conventions and shows of different varieties um, or inaugural balls, expositions, uh, concerts. Mm -hmm. And the and the Gough Street Armory in New Haven has been associated with a number of really important social civic events like that. I mean, the one that's most notable, one of the ones that's most notable are the Black Expo that mm -hmm. was held at the Armory between 1972 and 1977, um, a celebration of Black entrepreneurship in the city and the region. Um, and then more recently, uh, Art Space held its alternative uh, weekend there, um, Armory mm -hmm. Weekend, for about four or five years running. Um, so it's a very special, important building that way. And, you know, I, I got involved with it through art space to do a project there with students that was um, engaging the history, observing the present and encouraging people to think about a new future for the building. Because even at that time in 2017, uh, the building was damaged. It was not being used to its full extent. The National Guard regiments, uh, the 102nd and the uh second company of the governor's foot guard, well, they had left the building. And so there was no central active user of the building and uh, it was being allowed to deteriorate. So even then there, there was um, an opportunity to think about how to get it reused. And then I'll just say the other key factor here is the Armory Community Garden, mm -hmm. um, founded by Nadine Horton and, and others in the community. Um, and um, I became a gardener and um, the garden has been one source of really important activity uh, at the fringes of the armory that has really helped to activate um, that space. And so, and it's you're alluding to the fact that it's that it's always been a public building for for, for a variety of reasons. Yeah. Uh, and that when people talk, when you talk about a public building, 
just the phrase public stewardship comes in. So kind of elaborate a little bit more about that, what our collective and individual and city and social responsibilities might be to kind of not wasting space, but nurturing and loving space. Oh, I think that's so important. And I think you put it very well, um, it, especially with buildings that belong to the public, meaning literally owned by government in, in one way or another. The building was built by the state of Connecticut and the state transferred the building to the city of New Haven um, right around 2009, 2009, 2010. Um, but without, it was sort of an unfunded mandate from what I understand. They gave the, the building of the city of New Haven, but without a piggy bank to help maintain mm. the building and every mm. building requires maintenance. Mm -hmm. um, they do not care for themselves. They require stewardship. Now, if you're a private owner, you you own your own home, you're going to do what you can to to maintain it, um, or at least we we hope so. Um, and when the government owns the building, whether it's the city or the state or the federal government, it is the uh, public sector's responsibility to to maintain it. But it's challenging mm -hmm. when there is not an active everyday user. You have to invest in maintenance, even when the building is not being fully used, and it's it's a problem. You know, we we lose buildings um when we when they do not have regular users and we fail to make the investments to secure them uh, mm -hmm. and um and so on the one hand that's all of our responsibility because it's owned by the city but unless um citizens make noise and say listen we we want this building to be returned to public use um we need to advocate for this um, you have to make yourself heard on that because it's challenging for city governments with limited budgets to um, to make those kinds of investments when we don't know exactly how it should be used. And so in the case of the armory, a small amount of damage, like when the uh, roof starts leaking, can become a lot of damage mm. over the years mm. unless mm. it's arrested, unless we stop the deterioration. And um, unfortunately, in the case of the armory, we have a situation like that where um, the roof was damaged, not adequately repaired, and you know every every year the damages get get worse and worse. Now, more recently, because of some of these community efforts and meetings and starting to make some noise, uh, the city has um, made made moves to secure the roof and to prevent further damage. And I'm hopeful that this winter will go easy on on the armory mm, mm. um but it, it's an interesting public policy question you know um to say we're willing to invest in a building that doesn't have a user but we're going to put money into it just to secure the building you know you might say to mothball the building to wrap it up tight so that um when we are ready to discuss the user and when the funding for new uses comes comes through it's less expensive to turn the building around. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're we're a little late, but not too late. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, the building has incredibly good bones. Mm. Um, this is a rugged, durable building. Um, it, of course, will will require plenty of money to um, bring it up to standards. You know, the building is not accessible. The building does not have an elevator. Um, the mechanical systems um, need to be repaired uh, and so on and so forth.
Um, but the bones of the building are solid. It was built with incredible durability. Hmm. And Lehi, can I call you Eli? Yeah, <laughs> sure. As, 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 sure. I know you've probably been called other things in your life. But we exactly. won't, we'll go into that at the, at the moment. <laughs> but but Eli, Eli, don't don't leave us hanging. Share with some folks. You've been uh, orchestrating a chorus. You've had some some chorals, raising voice, harmonies. Uh, uh, concerts in there in terms of people, social movements, people coming together over over the summer, and I've had a chance to attend some of them. So, so share with people that uh, you you just haven't been just talking about this. You've been walking the walk and and late and recruiting people to help help us walk walk this walk toward the building, kind of breathing life. So you've had some community meetings, and, and you've had uh, the SOM school, the, the law school, I think SOM. So share with people about how that that the harmony that you've been creating in terms of proactive community development? Well, we, we've we been trying. I mean, I, I am one among a number of dedicated citizens who um, formed uh, an armory community advisory committee, mm-hmm. which is not a closed group. This is an open group to whomever mm-hmm. wants to participate. Um, and, and our um, relatively small group starting began to um, have meetings with the city uh, to to put the armory on their agenda, but we realized that we had to organize more people to come together, partly to make sure that we could demonstrate interest, uh, that people care. And also because we firmly believe, I firmly believe that um, this building can serve a lot of different public social uses, and there are many needs that that can Mm. be met. And so with my friends and fellow citizens, um, and with the support of um, some of my um, students who I was able to to hire to, to help me and us organize this, um, we had a couple uh, public meetings, one in May and one in August uh, in the Hill House High School cafeteria. We had about 100 people come to each meeting. We had city officials come, which I think was really terrific because we are working with the city on this. You know, the city wants mm-hmm. to see this succeed. I think that's oh. important. Uh, mm-hmm. We're all partners in this. Um, and uh, we had a terrific conversations because on the one hand, we got to celebrate the memories of this building. And that's important. Mm-hmm. Places matter. We need to emphasize the connections that we have to these places. And that's not just incidental. That is instrumental in thinking mm-hmm. about how we need to um, recapture the vitality of this place. So we got to celebrate the memories and people are interested in that. We got to describe the present, meaning what is beautiful and interesting about this building uh, physically. And then we got to imagine the future, how it yes. can be used, what people need um, and and kind of just dream a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were able to um, have another meeting later in the summer in August where we continued those discussions, but we also began to introduce a few examples of how this might be done and has been done in other places, different mm-hmm. models of redevelopment so that people could understand that, hey, you know, we can dream, we want to dream, we have to dream, um, but there's a financial reality here and it's going to be challenging. And um, ultimately, we don't think the armory has to be a cost center, I I think it can be a revenue mm-hmm. generator um, while also serving um, many of the needs and desires that people in the in the community have. Um, so we got that ball rolling. 
and we built our um, list of people interested. And um, we got the attention of the city and the mayor um, and and the process will continue. The, the yes. city has recently um, advocated for, on behalf of the Armory from the state of Connecticut, uh, funding to support additional public planning around the Armory. They commissioned an architect to do a conditions report, and we expect mm -hmm. that report to be released any day now, actually. Uh, from what I understand, it's been submitted but needs to be vetted before it is uh released uh i my understanding or my belief is that it should be a public document there's no reason to hide those conditions from the people we we should know what what's going on it is a public building it is owned by 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 the people um and um and we will continue our uh, our efforts to do planning for the armory and what what the committee is trying to do is to influence how the city will actually spend that money for for planning mm -hmm. um we would like as much of that money to stay within the community. Why Why not hire um, local activists to um, help manage this public process, to help do outreach? I think that we have enough expertise within the city and people like myself and others who are willing to you know, work pro bono that we can do a lot of the public planning. Now, there may be technical reports that specialists need to be paid to do. From the outside that's totally fine there may be technical reports that um need to be commissioned um but we'd like to see as much of that planning money going to enrich our local conversations because this community has tremendous talent um and um and and once we've done that we will be prepared i believe to articulate to speak a community vision mm -hmm. um Will everyone share every aspect of it? No, not everyone will will be will will get absolutely every single thing that they want. Um, but there will be a lot in common and a lot of public good. And now we that and then we will discuss um, what are the pieces that we'll pay for. What will come from public money? Uh, what will require private investment? What will the role of a nonprofit or a non-governmental organization be. Um, and there are different pathways we can take. Mm -hmm. And so the next phase will be to really discuss those pathways because the project, the building, this is 155,000 square feet. That's very big. Now, remember you have the, the head house, anyone go to the armory, go to Gough street, go to the park, look at the building. Um, you will see that it's a huge building. You can barely get a sense of it. That's why it kind of hides in plain sight. But there's about three stories of rooms that wrap around the drill hall. So there's a huge amount of space. Um, and then the footprint of the drill hall itself is also, is also huge. So there's going to be a room for a lot of different uses. It's not going to be a singular use. It will be mm -hmm. mixed, mixed use. Um, and, um, but but in some sense, I believe that the building it's it's uh it's too big to fail. It mm. it, it mm. must be resurrected. And I think that um, you know, it, it, some people might say, and I think we need to acknowledge this. Some people might say, listen, this could be easier if we tear it down and build anew. But I I really believe we we cannot let that happen. The building has too much to offer as it is. It's too valuable in its current presence. 
And the most sustainable thing we can do environmentally and I believe socially is to reuse the buildings that we already have because they are meaningful. It's important mm-hmm. to have continuity in our in our environment. Yes. Uh, especially, Tom, as you know, in a city that is changing so rapidly with so many new buildings going up, uh, it's important to have sense of place. And the armory possesses that in a in a big way. You know, like I really in terms of the process and procedures, and I really yeah. appreciate your sharing with giving people a way to to visualize what's what's occurring. There's a the, the status of the state grant is that still unresolved, or are we keeping our fingers crossed? I guess from people from what I understand, um, there was an application that the committee, the the citizens committee, the Armory Community Advisor Committee, helped write with the city for a community investment fund planning grant. That grant. Um, was denied. However, because the city recognizes how important it is, the mayor and um, the mayor's officials in economic development um, and across the administration um, put in a request that was granted for planning funding through a state bonding issue. So from a different source, there is funding um, for the planning process. It's not enough to fix the armory, not even not even close, really, but it's enough to keep it on the agenda. And it recognizes that that the city recognizes how important it is to engage in this process. We can't continue to ignore it. And share with for folks that are listening. And again, this is the yeah. Tom Ficklin show and Eli Rubin is with us. And Eli, share with folks if folks are listening and they want to uh, you know, get involved, participate in some of the upcoming meetings. Be on your list, serve. What's the best way for the, for us to expand our expand our audience and recruit recruit the troops? Absolutely. Well, the the best way right now there is a Facebook page for um for the Armory Community Advisory Committee, and that's one good way to um let us know that you're interested, and you can join that that page. Um, and then the other way is to send an email to our group, which is Gough Street Armory uh, at gmail.com. And we will add you to our email list. And um, I'm about to send out another blast to all of the participants who have signed up to inform them of all the things that are going on. Uh, We're kind of waiting until we um, work with the city and the Community Advisory Committee um, is is hopefully going to continue to discuss this with the city on how to proceed with the with the public planning process in a unified, coherent way mm-hmm. that might go on over the next um, well, well, realistically over the next year or so. There will be a series of events and public meetings um, about the the armory in a way that will lead to a um, a statement or a community based plan um, that will articulate the desires um and so anyone and everyone can and should be involved and people of of all ages um should be involved you can send an email to golf street armory at gmail.com g-o-f-f-e-s-t-r-e-e-t-a-r-m-o-r-y golf street armory at gmail.com or go to um facebook and you can find the Armory Community Advisory Committee there. Really appreciate that. Uh, from, from a self-serving standpoint, let me just re- re- 
say again that uh, as as alder of Ward Twenty Eight, the Gulf Street is is Armory is it is, is in my ward, yeah, uh, and a major community asset. And and when you mention about changes, I guess for folks that may not be familiar with New Haven, um, there's a one of our the 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 the, the the high school that you you referenced earlier is around the corner. Um, there's the, the new golf. There's the new uh, uh, Q House. The, the library's there. The Hill Health Center now, and then the the Concord uh, on the Dixwell Avenue area. That's going to be major. So there's the domino effect. If you look at kind of a, the, the monopoly board of the Dixwell area, it's really really exciting. Things are happening, and again, the Armory might not be become to reach its full fruition for a few years, but you got to plant the seed. Yes. And so there are things that are in Bethel Church is right, right adjacent to there. Even the this is kind of an oblique and not so favorable thing to mention, but the 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 jail abuts the armory. Uh, So so just when you mentioned the intersection of of what what community and and life and public life is all about, it's really uh, I wouldn't say it's in the heartbeat, but it's really could, could, could be conceived to be in the center of some very important things happening on Wayley Avenue is kind of going through going through some major um, there's the, the major street for those of you that aren't familiar with New Haven uh, that, that's kind of gets behind the armory that one of our major thoroughfares so whether you want to call it redevelopment or or or, or ethnic cleansing or or uh, creating highways there's a lot of a lot of uh, energies in, in place and for everyone to kind of be involved to not feel that they're left out and uh, the, the, that they're segregated but on the contrary are really Part, part and process of part part and parcel of being being at the table of decision making. Oh, absolutely! That that makes a difference. People coming out, being engaged, being interested. Um, the fact that that you're engaged as as, as the alder, and that we hope that other um, elected officials will will want to be engaged. That makes a big difference. You know, we we this is still a democracy. What people want, what people coming out that that matters. Um, and I think what you point out is significant. Whaley Avenue is um has recently been funded by the state for a very significant uh retrofit let's call it um to make it an even more uh pleasing safe and i think actually even denser environment Mm -hmm. that's very exciting um the armory is 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 a kind of hub of a number of different neighborhoods uh it's in ward 23 as you say but it sort of sits between dixwell um, Beaver Hills, Dwight Edgewood, um, and it has an opportunity, I think, to serve citywide, I mm-hmm. believe, mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of what it can achieve. I, I hope that people see it as a citywide um, kind of asset. And you mentioned the the jail. Now, this is significant. So this is, and, and in some ways, people will disagree. At the public meeting, some people said, well, we wish the jail weren't there. We wish it were somewhere else. But but it is there and it's 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 not going away anytime soon and so we have to think about that actually not as a detriment but but as an asset mm-hmm. uh, we know that programs to uh, reintegrate people into society that have been in jail is uh, very very important there are some really outstanding organizations in new haven uh, emerge project more that do this kind of work um and um there may very well be uh, uh, some piece of the armory that can participate in that kind of um, re-entry, reintegration opportunities clearinghouse. And that's right. You know, this 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 is important. This is important because every 
every the, the the these people are part of our community and uh um we need to embrace that not not run from it that's just my view and in these public meetings will will have a lot of different views that are expressed for for sure and even on that note i mean wesleyan and yale people might have heard about how folks can now earn their degrees uh in spite of being kept kept captives in the, in the carceral state so there's so many opportunities if it's, if it's no more than the ged so there's so many ways of kind of maximize our, our, our proximity to one another. Uh, yeah. Eli, you, you were modest in my mind uh, in terms of the, these meetings this, that, are, that have been held this summer. Um, I've been in New Haven since 71, and uh, every job I've had has been community focused. So I've been going to community meetings for 40, 50 years. These hmm. meetings this past summer were very impressive. I'm just not saying that because of my being biased about the, this project becoming a success were very impactful in my mind. People were imaginative. They were, you had the focus, you had kind of like many focus groups, people presented, you had the round tables. Very, the, the energy that was expressed there, particularly in 2023, uh, when there's been so many reasons to be disappointed and depressed and not, not enthused. Folks came out and shared, there was not a single idea, over a hundred ideas were mentioned and you had that information, but not a single idea that was mentioned that was not reasonable in my mind, whether it took place mm -hmm. at the Armory or elsewhere, but people were really giving of themselves, giving of their time and attention. And so these summer meetings were really inspiring to me uh, to see that people still believe that, that we can not only keep, keep hope alive, but, but make hope a, 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 a real manifestation. I feel the same way. It inspired me as well. It, it requires the, you know, genuine interest and participation of, of everyone that was there. And, you know, I, 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 a lot of friendships were, were made, at least for, for me, um, a lot of people meeting and speaking from uh, across the city in different ways with tremendous uh, respect and tolerance and joy. Um, and so I, um, I, I was very inspired by, by that. And, and yeah, that's right. We had a, a big group in total. We broke up, we broke out around the, the circular cafeteria tables at Hill House, which were perfect for this purpose. And then each group would report back. And there was a lot of um, agreement and applause and um, and sort of mutual support. And that's to the credit of uh, of the people of New Haven. Great, great. We have about oh, 10, 10 or so minutes, Eli. So as the spirit moves, you don't want to whatever kind of comes to your mind. Uh, folks know that my shows are, are, are unscripted. Uh, sometimes I'll chat with, with my guests prior, but even, even if they give me uh, 10 talking points, sometimes I'll surprise them with, a, with, a, with, a, with an unrehearsed question. Yeah. So uh, just, just uh, what, what, comes, what comes to your mind at this particular moment as we've kind of just spent the last 20, 25 or so minutes on, 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 on the armory? What comes to your mind next about what, what we would like to share? Well, one of the things I'd like to... Um, ask or invite your audience is when you do reach out on um, Facebook, um, the Armory Community Advisory Committee on Facebook, um, or um, or if you send an email to uh, goffstreetarmory at gmail.com, um, I, I hope people who have memories of the Armory, I hope people out there listening right now are thinking about the governor's ball um, mm. that mm -hmm. they might have attended there or the art space uh, armory weekend that they um, that they attended and the different the different incredible um, art exhibits that they saw there or that remember the black expo um, mm -hmm. or that were was in the armory for for any number of other 
events and activities that have happened over the years. There have been, um, you know, Christmas um, gift giveaways that have been organized mm. by elected officials over the years. There have been Halloween haunted houses that have been mm. used there. Uh, the more that we can um, inspire people to remember the roles it has served, I think the stronger the connection will be. Mm. And I, mm. I want to invite your your audience to think about that. And uh, on the one hand, and then on the other, to think about what, how they can imagine themselves in the armory. What mm -hmm. will bring you to the armory? Yes. Uh, what do you want to see happening there? What is the the vibe? What is the mood? What are the activities? What are the opportunities um, that you want to be able to to see there? Um, because that matters. And what we will find is that what you in the audience right now are imagining, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. There are others who feel the same way. Um, and we build a lot of strength by, by sharing those ideas. Um, and so, um, you know, that, that's something, that's an invitation I wanted to yes. extend, uh, extend to the group more, more broadly. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I'm thinking about that and I'm thinking about, you know, the domino theory that you, um, express, which I think is important to really build on increasing strengths um you know i think that new haven is a city that in many ways and i'm not native to new haven but i've been here for again on and off for about you know 20 25 years now um it's a city that has incredible strength when it comes together um but it's a city that can sometimes fall into its camps mm -hmm. and i i would i i want I'd like to think of the armory as a place that's unifying in that yes. way that people don't feel excluded from. This is really important that people feel welcome there. This is not a um this is not just a neighborhood resource. This is mm -hmm. a um, much broader resource and uh um I I hope it can be a kind of beacon in that in that sense. Uh so th those are a couple things that I'm I'm thinking about about now I, I do hope people will will reach out um and that in that you will participate in in future meetings and conversations that we that we have around the armory and that you'll talk to your own um alder and elected officials to say how important you think you think it is to to invest in this building indeed absolutely just as you were talking eli my mind went back to the mayor daniels uh his inaugural ball mm -hmm. I could see him walking down and his wife and blumenthal and the, the the guard this the Connecticut guard just uh so I really appreciate that let's let's talk from an academic standpoint let's let me give you a chance to to, to riff a little bit more about the importance of of history his that the importance of his story and her story uh that can kind of guide our steps for the future I want to give you the chance to kind of you've talked you, you've referenced that two or three times but I I think I want people to kind of hear just once again how that does help us not to make past mistakes or to recreate past mistakes and well, that's an interesting point in and of itself. I mean, that of course is one of the reasons why history is so important to to learn from mistakes, to avoid repeating mistakes, and really to empower people to inspire people to to you know seize their own agency. That mm. your voice matters, um, and um, you know, I I I just 
I just believe that, you know, I, especially in a place like New Haven, um, your, your voice matters. You, you can make a difference in, um, in the outcome of this building. As I say, you know, we're not, no one, the city, the, the community advisory committee, no one is promising that everyone's going to get everything that they, that they want because living in a democratic society means negotiation and compromise mm. in order to get, um, you know, the best outcome for as, for as many people as possible, but now is a time where the 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 result is not preordained. Um, mm -hmm. It's still it's still open, and so um and so that matters. And and just on on I'll say this about you know I'm a knee jerk preservationist. I like old buildings naturally. Now old buildings can be difficult. They can be expensive to fix. Many of them need to be. Uh, remediated because there are contaminants, and that is true with the armory, where there is asbestos that will need to be removed, and probably other contaminants. That's important, but the historic fabric of the city is what allows us to feel connected to this place. And mm. uh, you know, I'm just struck by certain streetscapes in the city. Whether you're at the former Coliseum site, or let's say you're over in uh, Worcester Square at Chapel and, and Olive Street. Um, or if you're over in the hill near the uh, near the medical center, I mean, there are a lot of new buildings, new apartments going up. Um, streetscapes are changing in a lot of places in the city. And you're going to see that increasingly um, on Whaley Avenue and, um, mm -hmm. and at Dixwell and and lots of places. And in a lot of ways, that's exciting. Um, there's going to be more housing. There's going to be more affordable housing, hopefully, in a, in a lot of areas. And a lot of great people and institutions are getting involved in that. But in that context, it makes the architectural gems of the past that much more significant and meaningful and iconic because mm. these are the buildings that make New Haven New Haven, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In, in my in my uh, opinion. Um, and uh, this is this is one of those buildings that a lot of people share and have had a lot of meaning. You know, this is on the National Register of Historic Places, yes. which recognizes not only that the building is physically, architecturally significant, but that it has touched upon so many generations of New Haven history. And as you mentioned, it's now on the Connecticut Freedom Trail for at least two significant reasons. One, because it's connected to uh, May Day 1970, which um, which is a whole nother story, which we won't talk about right now, obviously. The next show. The next another show. show, the next show. Um, where there was a major political rally that was protesting the the trial of Black Panthers in 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 New Haven on the New Haven Green, and the association there is kind of a perhaps a negative one because it's at the Armory where the National Guard gathered before they came down to the Green, you know, actually to suppress some of those um, some of those um, um, rallies, mm -hmm. um, but more affirmatively, I think, is the Black Expo, and yeah. for people. Remember the Black Expo who were there. Please reach out. I want to hear more Black Expo stories from from people because that was all about empowerment, empowerment, opportunity, entrepreneurship, and a lot of people that we talked to at the public meetings. They want to see those opportunities again. Where can I start my business? How um, can I um, share what I do? Um, and uh, I think a lot of organizations in the city are encouraging that. Black Wall Street. That um, you know, Adrian Jefferson from the city and many other for collaborators of, of culture, arts, and tourism. What an inspiring event on the New Haven Green, uh, Black Wall Street. Uh, the Q House is doing terrific events um, around opportunities 
uh, for people sharing their their crafts and their skills and their and their talents. And I think the armory should be another place place like that. And it actually builds on its own history. It builds on its own That's tradition. Right. That's right. Eli, let's take a, I want to throw not a tough question at you. Yeah. Because you've immersed yourself from the undergraduate experience and now you're uh, teaching. And people might not know the first name of the founder for Yale, but let, let me just suggest to them that it's the same as part of your name. Um, so for from a subliminal standpoint, you're connected to this 1701 <laughs> experiment and you're and from a current lifestyle and economic, you know, I mean, you're being paid kind of thing. T That's talk right. to me about, about town gown relationships. This is a, a, we want folks to think that this is not a, a subterfuge for Yale to take over the armory. Oh, no, I mean, not, not at all. I, I think in general, Yale, uh, listen, this is, this is another big, big story. I have the privilege of working for, for Yale. Um, and part of that privilege is able, being able to be critical of Yale and being critical out of love. Um, to want the institution to be better and to do better. And I think that's a long process. Um, it may be easy for me to say, but I do feel it's true that in some ways, Yale and New Haven, in many ways, Yale and New Haven are indissoluble. Mm -hmm. You know, you cannot pull them apart. Um, and, um, and so there's a false dichotomy on the one hand in the town gown, partly by virtue of the fact that Yale is the city's biggest uh, employer on the same on the other hand yale bestows citizenship unevenly and there are people who are part of that um citizenship of yale and they have a pass card and go into certain buildings and others others do not and that sense of belonging and that sense of exclusion is is real and um yale has to do even more and even better to um um to turn itself inside out in some ways um, and to do even better by, by New Haven. Uh, you know, it, it, again, this is, this is, I'm sure a very big kind of controversial thing. Y Yale is an organization that hoards vast amounts of resources. Um, and there's something um, there, there's something I think distasteful about that given the amount of need um, that that there is in in the city and beyond, and uh, Yale can and should be doing more and more and more to um, support the success and the growth of every single person in this community. And frankly, it's in its own self interest to do that. Um, and uh, we we need to, I think, people like myself and others need to continue to encourage Yale to do that and to keep building trust between yes. the university. And um, and outside the the university, um, you know, my activity in the armory, I'm able to hire my own students and to get them involved in this. And that's very rewarding for them. But, you know, my, my activity is not as a Yale professor. It's as a citizen of New Haven that got involved mm -hmm. just as just as a gardener and, and, and an activist along with along with others. Um, and I think that's that's important. But, you know. Listen, that the if Yale can do, I, I Yale's not going to Yale is not going to buy the armory. I'll tell you that much, um, and no one would would want that. But if Yale or Quinnipiac or Southern or University of New Haven wanted to be an anchor tenant mm -hmm. for some piece of the armory, mm -hmm. well, that that might be welcome, mm -hmm. and Yale could do amazing things in that case. What what if we had a 
um, a little um, a little outlet of the museum or the outlet mm -hmm. of the Peabody or a free free museum, free library, uh, a place for uh, Dwight Hall at Yale. Students get involved in volunteering across the city. What if there was a little outlet of Dwight Hall? There are people mm -hmm. at the School of Medicine, School of Public Health, School of Nursing, School of Management, School of Environment, School of Architecture, uh, my own school, that do a lot of really admirable work across the city and are fully engaged in a progressive way. Well, what if there were offices for some of those activities there? To me, that would be building trust. Um, and, you know, Yale would participate not as an owner, but as a tenant. Mm -hmm. So you got to pay, pay the rent. Um, I mean, honestly, that's something that I wouldn't that that I would encourage um, if Yale could get interested in that. But, you know, in the end, that will depend on what what people really want um, mm -hmm. and if it's welcome, welcome in that way. Um, you know, it's the issue, isn't it? The the, the tensions between town and gown. And uh, I think I need to be be realistic, you know, not everyone feels welcome into the into the resources of of Yale, and I believe that Yale should do everything it can to share, distribute, and open up those resources to as many people as possible. That's that's what I personally um, that's what I personally believe. Um, but um, you know, again, that's right. I have a good job. I'm a professor at Yale. I'm I'm very grateful for that job. I love what I do. I love teaching. I love being an educator. Um, I love researching American architecture and urbanism, and I love teaching it. So I'm, I feel like I'm one of the luckiest people, people in the world. And, and because I have that position, I want to encourage Yale to, to, um, to do right. And, you know, I, I hope that the, the arc is bending in the right direction mm -hmm. here. Um, it, it, the truth is there's no other, there's no other way going forward. Um, and I think that, um, I think that there's an opportunity for for Yale to continue to do better. Um, excellent, for Yale, excellent. For Yale to pay more, for Yale to do better, for Yale to engage in repair um, mm -hmm. cases, and I think that's really important. Well, I really appreciate your your transparency and your and your candor in, in that regard, Eli. As we kind of we have three three or three or so minutes, and it's somewhat unfair for me to ask this question, but for each of my guests in the last. Uh, for three to three since 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 October seventh, regardless of what the topic has been, I've asked my my folks, my guests, to kind of talk about what's on their heart, mind, and soul moving forward in terms of the Middle East situation. For me, at this particular moment, you and I might might not be able to do a whole lot to bring peace on earth, goodwill toward men and women <laughs> in the Middle East, but we can contribute and we can make make funds and have workshops. But but to me. This armory idea, this vision of can you know the Rodney King thing? Can we all get along? We must, and even to use the Booker T. Washington thing of dropping you know the buckets where you are. We, regardless of you're not Anthony Blinken, I'm not Anthony Blinken. We're not in in Gaza as we speak, but we can do something at least locally to create this, this an environment of, of of health, of wealth, of of feeling good about yourself. So I, I'm asking folks to kind of just understand that, yeah. You may not be, you know, the Secretary General for the UN, but you have you you can do something to to create peace on Earth, even in your neighborhood, your house, your family, your church, uh, day in day out. Any comments in that regard as we conclude? Well, I it's um, it is a it is a tough question. It's a terrible time, and and it's it's a 
terrible tragedy all all around. I mean, uh, I, I think that we need to do everything we can. Speaking, I guess, as an educator and a mentor to students is that we need to create um, spaces that will support our students from across um, the spectrum yes. um, in what is a very, very difficult um, time. And we need to create spaces for um, respectful dialogue that build empathy and that get out of preconceived notions and get out of our entrenched camps uh, from from one way or another and just to build human empathy um and um to advocate for peace and uh and uh, and to, for humanitarian values um you know it's uh it's it, it's a terrible situation and and it's not the only terrible situation going on uh right right now um but um you know we we need to be able to support the people that rely on us and i'm again i'm speaking about our students the people in our community but there have to be a way for um respectful um discussion and venting and the building of of empathy to kind of get out of knee-jerk uh reactions this is a complicated complicated long historical story and i think we need to be able to separate things we need to mm -hmm. be able to look at things in a in a nuanced uh way in that sense but the bottom line is that this is a humanitarian disaster and um you know i believe personally there should be ceasefire and and there needs to be um there needs to be humanitarian aid um but it's diff it's difficult you know um it, it, i want to be able to say that i believe i'll just be very honest i guess tom because you inspire that but you know, I, I want to believe, I believe that the state of Israel should be able to exist, um, but I don't support Israeli government policies and haven't for a very long time, like a lot of liberal Israelis as, as well. Um, and so um, the, um, the, the, um, the response happening right now is extremely upsetting. Uh, and um, I believe there should be a ceasefire personally. But um, what we need to do is to build empathy. We need to hear each other and listen to each other and understand each other and humanize one another. And I really think the university, all universities, as well as civic institutions like our libraries, and other, we, we need to be able to support that and to uh, to encourage that. Indeed. Um, Indeed. Thank, thank you so much. And again, the, the armory can be a, a peace citadel as well. I mean, we can. Just, it should be a peace uh, citadel. It should be a unifying public place where people feel feel welcome. And and listen, that's the only way forward. And I right. really appreciate you, Tom. I appreciate your show. Um, I, I I love the way you ask questions, and and uh, I I really appreciate what what you do. And um, it 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 must be a citadel of of peace and understanding. Um, that is the only way we are going to make it. And so um, that that's the way forward. Excellent. Eli, thank you so much. Have have a great weekend, great day. I'll see you soon. Uh, please you, folks kind of uh, join join it, join us in this 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 peace armory, this peace peace armory army. Yes, the peace armory army, uh, the the freedom trail army. Uh, yes. reach, out to, reach out to Eli and let, let's make it happen. Please uh, do. Harry, thank you as always. Eli, see you soon. Keep us thank posted. You.
Keep smiling and we'll, we'll widely disseminate this information. That's good. Cause this is my road, less camera action, I'm ready to go I'm never gonna give up, give up, fall down, I just gotta get up, get up, yeah Yeah, this is my road, less camera action, I'm ready to go Way too long, we faced them storms, now you gon' face the dawn, you waiting for I said from night to dawn, I write my wrongs alone In competition with warnings, ice galore Now I'm running toward them highlights, I'm finished being a quitter But little, little by little, they joking, telling some riddles Now I'm in my section, ain't willing to give up Know you getting knocked down, but you gotta it's get up I'm never gonna give up, give up Fall down, I just gotta get up, get up, Cause this is my road, let's camera action, I'm ready to go I'm never gonna give up, give up, fall down, I just gotta get up, get up, yeah, yeah, this is my own, lights, camera, action, I'm ready to go, 